welcome to Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. This summer, we're excited to continue releasing weekly episodes, but they may be shorter due to our summertime constraints. Thanks for joining us for some magical summer fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. And I hope you are all having a super great summer so far. Pam and I have mentioned that we are kind of shaking things up a little bit as far as our regular podcasts go, just for the summer, because lives are getting crazy and hectic and so we're trying some new things this summer so for this episode it will just be me amy and i am going to do a couple movie reviews for you one for aladdin and one for toy story 4 both of which are great i would highly recommend i'm assuming some of you have probably seen the new aladdin since it's been out for a few weeks now and i just saw it the other week and I loved it. I went with my boys, Chip and Dale, who we call them on this podcast. And I will start out with kind of just describing the plot. It's very similar. It pretty much follows right along with the original Aladdin. Um, The only thing that I thought was a little bit different was there's more emphasis on war between Agrabah and Um, it's following neighbor countries so because of this there was more character development focused on Jafar and why he wanted to become Sultan to rule all these countries and have kind of sway over the route that the war was going to take so for that I think there was a little bit of a twist in that regard and also Another little twist I saw from the original movie was between, there was kind of a little something between Genie, Genie of the Lamp, and the handmaiden for Princess Jasmine. A little love interest there, so that was kind of fun and different. And as far as Genie goes, well, Genie was played by Will Smith, and I think that was an awesome casting role. I loved him in this. The effects that they did were amazing. I don't know how they do that to make Will Smith turn into Genie. And for the animals too, like the tiger, Raja, and the monkey, Abu, they did such a great job um, just making it look so realistic. I just don't know how they do it. And then I will say the other thing that I noticed that was a little bit different about this Aladdin also was that Jasmine has a couple of new songs. And I think it's like the same song, but they broke it up. There was like, she sings part of it about just, she doesn't want to be speechless. She wants to have a voice. And there's kind of like a reprise of the song at the end of the movie where she's actually found her voice and able to say what she wants to say and just gives her a little bit more power and there's another twist at the end regarding jasmine and kind of ties in with the song and i won't give it away for those of you who haven't seen it but something cool at the end of the movie with jasmine 
a little bit of princess power going on. So I just loved this movie. I wasn't sure. I never know coming into these ones that have been redone if, I mean, always I compare them to the original, of course, but I don't want that to kind of cloud my judgment and like leave me too close-minded for how, you know, the new movie is going to go. So anyways, I just really love this new Aladdin and I thought it was really well done. It really stayed true to form. And my favorite part about the movie was just the costumes and the set design were absolutely incredible. And I would say my least favorite part was the role of the handmaiden, of Jasmine's handmaiden. And not the role itself, but whoever the person was, I forget the actress's name that they cast for that role. She just seemed to be trying a little too hard. I don't know, it just didn't seem very natural to me, her her role. But other than that, I thought all the casting was great. Um, Aladdin and Jasmine, they were like spot on. Like if you're gonna envision what cartoon Disney characters would look like if they turned into real people, they got it. I thought Disney did a great job casting Jasmine and Aladdin and Jasmine's dad too and Jafar I thought did a great job as well and so I just really really enjoyed this movie and my boys did too they loved it even though it was kind of like princessy towards some parts but it has a lot of action going on so they they really got into it and that pretty much sums up Aladdin for you and now we're going to talk a little bit about Toy Story 4. So for Toy Story 4 we saw this movie on I don't know if it would be called the preview night or the opening night but in any case we saw it the very first day that you could which was last Thursday we had tickets um, for a six o'clock show and the movie theater was packed of course because everybody wants to see Toy Story 4 because it's an incredible series and everybody just loves the characters in Toy Story and this movie picked up pretty much right where Toy Story 3 leaves off. So what we, what our family did to prepare for this is we actually watched Toy Story 3 the week before just to kind of re-get our mindset as to what was going on with all the characters, where this leaves off. So in Toy Story 3, you see Andy giving all of his toys because he's going off to college. So he has a box of his toys, um, his favorite toys, which are of course, Woody and Buzz and Jesse and Bullseye and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and Rex and Ham and Slinky and I'm and the monkeys and I'm probably forgetting a couple, but anyways, a box of his favorite toys he gifts to a little girl named Bonnie in his neighborhood and is apparently their their family friends and Bonnie had known his sister from way back in preschool so he gives Bonnie the toys and essentially tells her you know these are all my favorite toys like okay you got to take really good care of them and she promises so 
Anyways, she is the new kid that we're going to follow in these in Toy Story 3 and now in Toy Story 4 it picks up with Bonnie with all of her toys. So now we have all of Andy's old toys and they're mingled with all of Bonnie's toys too. And Bonnie is going to be starting preschool. So I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the plot line just of the first maybe like one third of the movie and then I'm gonna kind of leave it because I don't want to give any spoilers for those of you who, ha who haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet but I'm gonna kind of set it up for you and talk a little bit about what I loved and all that kind of good stuff so don't worry not too many like spoilers or anything You're, you'll still be able to enjoy the movie so as far as the plot line goes Bonnie's starting preschool and they basically have like an opening night where you can come and kind of meet your teacher and explore the new room and Bonnie's nervous to go. She doesn't have a toy to go with her. And so while she's there at the preschool, she actually makes a new friend. And by makes a new friend, we mean that she actually creates for herself out of a bunch of garbage a new friend and she names him Forky and he basically is like a spork with popsicle stick feet and like pipe cleaner arms and crazy googly eyes and Forky is this guy is hilarious he he thinks he's trash so when he when she takes him home in her backpack and he actually meets Buzz and Woody and all the other toys he just keeps wanting to like run to the garbage can because that's where he belongs because that's where he's from and he thinks he's trash and everyone's trying to reassure him like no you're you're not trash anymore you're a new toy and trying to explain this whole concept to Forky who is just hilarious so Bonnie ends up going on a road trip the next week and basically her family is taking this little vacay this little getaway before preschool starts so kind of like the last fling of summer like let's take a road trip so they all get into the rv and of course bonnie's bringing all of her friends with her forky included because she just absolutely loves forky and then of course buzz and woody and everybody else is coming along on this road trip as well well, what ends up happening is Forky and Woody get separated from the group. And so they are trying to find a way back to the RV park so they can reunite with all the other toys because this is also very scary because Bonnie now no longer has Forky and that is very upsetting to a small child who just made a friend and now does no longer have this friend who thinks he's trash. So as Forky and Woody are trying to make their way back to the RV park, they pass by an antique shop and Woody actually sees the lamp base that his friend Bo Peep used to stand on, which belonged to Andy's sister. I think her name was Emily. So, but Bo Peep is not actually standing on the lampstand. It's just like the base of the lamp. But Woody, of course, has to go into this antique shop to see if Bo Peep is somewhere in there because he hasn't seen Bo Peep in forever. And that's, that's kind of Woody's love interest. So, so Woody and Forky go into this antique store looking for Bo Peep. And 
wouldn't you know it, they run into this creepy old doll named Gabby Gabby, and she is like one of those old, kind of almost Victorian looking dolls with like those blinky eyes and then like a pull string. She has a pull string like how Woody has, probably one of the first toys that was made like that. But the problem with Gabby Gabby is that her pull string, the voice box, is broken and it doesn't work. And she wants Woody's voice box because his obviously works. So Gabby has kind of an entourage of these creepy like ventriloquist dummies that push her around in this very creepy old like stroller pram type thing around the antique shop. So she kind of orchestrates all of these ventriloquist dummies to get Woody's voice box for her. So I'm gonna kind of leave the plot line there, but let's just say that there is a lot going on in the remainder of the movie. And again, I don't wanna really give anything away, but we have Bonnie who's trying to find Forky. We have all the toys who are now trying to, well, eventually like multiple toys end up in this antique store and they're all trying to escape the antique store from Gabby Gabby and these creepy ventriloquist dummy guys. Then you kind of have the storyline of Gabby Gabby and at some points you actually feel really sad for her because she wants a voice box that works so that she can actually have a kid of her own because she thinks nobody wants her because she's broken. So if she does have this, like maybe somebody will find her and love her and call her their own toy. So you kind of do feel a sense of sadness for Gabby Gabby. And then also in all of this you have Forky who is being included you know all the toys are including him in things and helping him to realize that he's not trash that he's a very much beloved toy so you have a lot of kind of different things going on within the movie so let me just kind of end there with like the as far as the plot goes and let's talk about some Disney Easter eggs that we saw in Toy Story 4. So if you don't know what an Easter egg is in Disney speak, it's where Disney hides in their movies like little pieces or snippets from other Disney films and kind of embeds in these little like qu like quick little flashes you would see in a scene of something from another Disney movie. So if you're looking really hard while you're watching Disney movies, a lot of times you can you know, find something that relates back to some other film that you've seen. So I have four Easter eggs for you to keep your eyes open for if you go see Toy Story 4. So the first one is that the mom in this movie, Bonnie's mom, personally, I think she looks exactly like the mom from Inside Out. So my boys say, mm, we don't know, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but that's kind of like my first Easter egg, I thought. Now, the second one is pretty obvious, but when they are going on their road trip, they stop at a gas station to fill up, and guess what? The gas station is Dynaco. So this is the gas station also that they had from Cars, the Dynaco gas. So that relates back to the Cars movies. Then the next Easter egg I saw was, this was a really cool one, is the grape soda pop lid from the movie Up. Well, in Toy Story 4, there's a scene where Bo Peep, and yes, 
Woody does eventually find Bo Peep, but we kind of won't talk about what happens throughout the movie with the two of them. But Bo Peep drives this hilarious, like, uh, car like a little rc car but she has it disguised as a skunk so she can kind of go throughout the neighborhood and nobody notices because or they run away from it because it looks like a giant skunk so anyways she's like throwing stuff into the skunk mobile and in with all this stuff is the grape soda pop lid from the movie up so that was a fun one and then the last one one of my sons swear that he saw this. I didn't see this personally, but he thought that there is a scene at the very end of Toy Story 4 where they're at like a carnival and they're at the there's a bunch of kids in this like shooting gallery arcade game. And one of the kids, he said, look exactly like Boo from the movie Monsters Inc. So keep an eye out for that, because I want to look back and see if I see that too. So those are some fun little Easter eggs to look for when you watch it. Watch Toy Story 4. And then last but not least, I just want to kind of give you like my favorite, least favorite part about the movie. And you can, of course, agree or not agree when you guys see this. So my favorite part, I will have to say, is Forky. He is just hilarious. And this is really the first movie in the Toy Story series where there is a toy that is actually created unless you count sid's toys which is like that crazy neighbor kid from the earlier ones where he actually pieces together parts of toys to come up with a new one but this is like the first time you actually see somebody like making from scratch like their own a kid making their own kind of toy which is really really cute and i just loved forky and he is just a funny little guy and he's just very endearing and my least favorite part of the movie was probably the ending because i have to say it was kind of ambiguous and i was kind of waiting for either like major closure that this is the end of the series or I don't know it, it they left it open enough that there could definitely be a toy story 5 so i don't know i i kind of don't like endings where it could be left open to, to interpretation and of course like people are going to go both ways on this um so i'm just curious to know your guys thoughts you know leave us some comments let us know do you think that there will be a toy story 5 do you want there to be a toy story 5 are you kind of done with this whole series or do you want more toy story um because for me i love toy story i would definitely be okay if there was a toy story 5 but anyways overall i just loved that movie and i definitely encourage you to go see it if you have not already done so and that sums it up for this week's episode of A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. I hope you guys all have a great week and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. 
Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Thank you.